Good morning. This is Pastor John Blossom at South Meriden Trinity United Methodist Church. We had a fuel problem at the church today and our worship was in the fellowship hall. So this is a recording of the sermon and uh, prayers and sending for you to enjoy while you're waiting for our next Sunday service. This is Jeff Bezos. According to the latest information, he is the wealthiest person in the world. His total wealth is worth about $112 billion. That's more than the yearly budget for the state of Texas, which serves more than 28 million people. Jeff Bezos is among 26 billionaires whose total wealth is greater than half of the population of the entire world. This other half earns now on average about $5.50 a day. In the last 30 years, the average real income of the top one-tenth of one percent of the world has grown 400% to a billion dollars a year, while most others lost real income. Love is patient. It isn't jealous, it doesn't brag, it isn't arrogant, and it isn't rude, but also, love isn't happy with injustice. Love is happy with the truth. And the truth is that, as Christians, we need to take an honest and complete look at how the love of God, which offers us saving grace through faith in Jesus Christ, is more powerful and more amazing than all we can ever ask for or imagine. In a world where power is in the hands of so few people, the world needs another way, the way of God's amazing love in Jesus, to save the world from itself. Because love that does not transform us in God's world into the image of God's love in Jesus is not really love. We need God's love, a better way in Jesus, more than ever. Will you pray with me, please? Loving God, creator of heaven and earth, we thank you and praise you for the love that you pour out upon us every day. All around us is your living presence formed in love, and you invite us into your story of love through faith. In Jesus Christ, be with us today in your Holy Spirit, that your transforming presence may give us hope and strength for the journey ahead. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer, either through us or in spite of us. Speak to us, thy people, we pray. Amen. My wife, June, Ann, and I are kind of a geeky couple. I guess that this is probably not surprising to you. One of the things that we share a passion for is outer space. Now, how many wives out there sit down with their husbands and ask to watch videos of rovers on Mars with their husbands? Some, I guess, but probably not many. So... When the New Horizons spacecraft 
flew by the planet Pluto a few years ago, we were all in for taking a look at the first pictures from this satellite. Now, some scientists claim that Pluto isn't really a planet. But when New Horizons reached Pluto, the first photos that it showed was of an amazing world, as, as much a planet as anything we'd ever seen. And the most amazing thing about Pluto is that it had a heart. The surface of the planet had a heart shape, as clear as could be. It was like a love note from God saying to all the universe, I love you all, even lonely Pluto in the middle of nowhere. No matter where we go, God's love is there. God's love never fails. The Apostle Paul knew that God's love never fails. Paul's 13th chapter of his first letter to the Corinthians tells us so. Paul had a call from God not long after he had begun to spread the good news of Jesus to visit faraway cities to share God's love. It wasn't an easy task. Many of the people he spoke to were very hostile. Paul was whipped and put in jail many times as he visited the cities of Greece. Paul knew that love comes at a price. Paul even tried to bring God's love to the port city of Corinth, where people of all kinds were interested mostly in more earthly types of love. Love of money, love of selfish pleasures, love of power and might. You could look at a place like Corinth and say, well, that's the way of the world, isn't it? Life is short. Grab what you can. And yet, this is the place to which God called Paul, a Jewish Pharisee, a man who had helped to persecute and kill Christians as the way of the world. And then, Jesus came to Paul from heaven in a flash of blinding light. And Jesus asked Paul to help Jesus to change the way of the world, even and especially in a place like Corinth. Paul was killing the good news of God's unfailing love for the world and Jesus until God asked Paul to tell the world to always trust in God's love, no matter where, no matter what. Paul's letter first calls the Christians in Corinth to clean up their act. They were all focusing on selfish ways. They were impatient during worship. They were arrogant when they should have been modest. They were unkind to others during their communion celebrations, ignoring justice. They abused their own bodies and other people's bodies, being hurtful instead of caring for human dignity and worth. God's love was talk, but not a walk. Even so, these early Christians in Corinth sensed the power of God's Holy Spirit among them. They wanted to move forward, thinking that one gift of the Spirit would carry the day, and they were all wrong. The gifts of even the most humble people were needed in God's spirit, as well as amazing gifts of apostleship, prophecy, words from the spirit, and more. 
Every spiritual gift from God was needed among them together to find another way, a way that was better than the way of Corinth. The better way is love. Love. It's, it, it's a word that we love to hear. We love to be loved, though, if we're honest, we don't always like to love. There are many gifts that God wants to give us in God's Holy Spirit. Gifts that endure. Gifts that will go the distance. At the end of the day, though, only one gift of God in God's Spirit really matters. Love. When we look in the mirror, do we see a reflection of God's love? Do we see God's patience, kindness, humility, and grace? Do we see what we want to see in God's world from God, reflected in us? Maybe we do sometimes. Other times, maybe not. In ancient times, mirrors were pretty murky at best. We have a hard time seeing the image of God in us, perhaps, like they did, because we have a hard time seeing how we are and who we are in general. We need God to show us who and how we really are, and other people seeking God to give us a sense of what God might see. And then, soon enough, there's a big reveal. We see it all. Will we be surprised? Ashamed? Amazed? No gift of God's Holy Spirit will prepare us better for that moment than God's love in our hearts through faith in Jesus Christ. I look at those 26 people who, for some reason, thought that having billions of dollars was the most important part of their reflection in the mirror. And I wonder, what will they see face to face in their time with God? We will face what they have to face in our own ways, of course. We will all have a chance to meet the love that never fails, face to face. Rich people, powerful people, and people like us. In that moment, nothing will matter except the love that we reflected here and now in Christ. As I ponder my own future and the future of God's church in Christ on this earth, I have to ask the same question. Where's the love that will never fail? Where can it grow? How can I allow God's Holy Spirit to thrive in me and to find the patience, the kindness, the humility, the justice, the truth to reflect God's love in Christ and to invite God's world into it? Nothing else really matters when it's all added up. Nothing. It is the better way. In Luke's gospel, Jesus, the Son of God, and the Son of us had only one comment to his friends and family after reading from the scroll of Isaiah in his synagogue. The wait was over. The perfect image of God's love on earth was right before them. They were not seeing 
through a mirror dimly, but face to face with the love of God. At first, the people of Nazareth loved the idea, but then, out of God's love and God's passion for justice, Jesus told them the truth. I didn't come for you, people pleased with their reflections. I came for the people who had given up wanting to look at their reflection. Love is just. Love wants nothing but the truth. And the truth was that God wanted the people who had given up on truth and justice ever caring about them, ever favoring them so that they and everyone could reclaim the image of God in them. Part of me wanted to offer you a cute sermon on the Super Bowl or whatever would delight you this Sunday. And for the record, I hope that Brady's Bunch mops the floor with the Rams. Sorry, Rams fans. But like Jesus in Nazareth, like Paul writing to the Corinthians, I knew that I would not be just or truthful if I didn't call you today to the better way that is God's love in Jesus Christ offered to us in God's Holy Spirit. It is the only thing that we need to know and to give. As I look at that half of the world outweighed by 26 humans, as I look at the amazing ways that our God of love has touched you and our community and God's world and Jesus, and as I look at what God has called us to create as God's church in Jesus, there's only one thing that matters today and ever. Love. It is the better way. It is the only way. Amen. Please pray with me. Gracious Lord, we thank you for everybody who came to worship today and everybody who's listening to this sermon in recorded form. We thank you for your living presence on earth through faith in Jesus Christ, through your creation, and through your Holy Spirit. Loving God, be with all those who we lifted up in prayer today in church and with all the people who we have reached out to with their joys and concerns. Be with them and provide them healing and hope. Comfort them and assure them and assure everybody in their families and everybody who surrounds them that there is a God of love who never fails and will never give up on trying to bring the best thing to them now and in the time to come. Help us to be your love in Christ on this earth for your world. And be in us that we may have faith in that love now and forever. As we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I hope and pray that this has been a good experience for you to listen to this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine God's face upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up God's countenance upon you and grant you peace now and forever. Amen.